0: 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's Biggest Columnist. You ain't got to
1: do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't writing nothing. No. I ain't letting him write He ain't getting no interview.
0: It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't
1: get no interview. I know.
0: On 929 FM, ESPN
2: Ladies and Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker breaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I'll make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage.
0: page Bubbles popping up before you know it There's rubble in the office We'll be pushing it up Somebody say You
2: Everybody
3: happy Friday. Happy 901 Day. As we have moved into September. Today on the show, oh, today is a big day. We got Jason and Smith, my next and I got some right? like things to talk about Jason. particularly uh, Today, Jason is... Uh, I, I was listening to Jason and John yesterday. I'm an avid listener, Jason and John. And... Um, and Jason's all fired up. He was on with you guys yesterday too, wasn't he? Wasn't he on with you yesterday? Yes, he was. He's all fired up about going to the opening of the uh, the the River Park.
2: He is indeed. Like he's he's fired. He's got up the whole family it. going. He's got. The, yeah,
3: he's got. And I I by the way, I think that is the appropriate the appropriate spirit to have. I, I'm struck. I am struck by how unbelievably negative people are about something they've most have never seen. Not everybody, but obviously it's the, it's the folks who who particularly love barbecue fest, who are enraged that the, the river is not just a, the river park is not just a field anymore. And I'm not weighing in at this point cause I haven't seen it myself, but I, what I remember, what I remember is I remember when, uh, when uh, pe- some people wanted to bring an NBA team to town, and man, did people get mad about that? Signs all over town, objecting. Uh, they're going to leave anyway. It's going to be a disaster. We don't need an NBA team. All this money spent down. What a boondoggle! I remember when they uh, when they were thinking of making the Shelby Farms a uh, a conservancy, and uh, and 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 fixing that up. And I remember the blowback that why are we going to hand this thing over? Literally this is what I heard. Why am I going to hand this thing over and just make it like the only people who care about that are white people anyway. It's just another place where white people Have you walked around the lake out there anytime in the last 5 years? It's like the United Nations. It's fantastic. We for whatever reason and and everything we do it does not turn to gold. There have been failures. And so I don't know how this will work out, but for whatever reason, we just have a instinctive uh, reaction, negative reaction to change. And when good things come to our city, we uh, man, we bow up and fight them at with a tooth and nail. And so I'm I'm encouraged. Again, I'm going to go down there myself, and I'm going to write about it. And who knows? But it's funny, like because one thing you always hear is that they're not even going to keep it up. It's going to be crap. They're not going to keep it up. That's, that's analogous to the Grizzlies are going to move anyway. Like the, the assumption that because something happens in Memphis, it's going to go badly awry. It, we used to hear that all the time, and it faded for a while in there. And it feels like it's back. It's back bigger and better than ever. So I am, uh, I am thrilled that uh, Jason is so pumped up about it, And I'm wondering where that comes from. Would you have expected that Jason would have packed up the whole family to go down to the Riverfront
2: Park? No, I, I no, I would not have expected it. At the same time, like I can kind of get it if you're if you're curious, you know what I mean? Because there, yeah, to but your I, point, so like, what, it's what, been what, such what a,
3: John said, what John said was to me more of what what I expected, uh, which was, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'll wait for the crowds to to abate. Uh, sure. You know, whatever. Anyway, we'll talk to Jason about that in other matters. Um, uh, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. The U.S. Uh, Monten- Montenegro, give them all they can handle, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., you know what really gets your attention? Zeros. Zeros get mm. your attention. You know what like, I mean? Like, Jaron has never been a great rebounder, right? It's not, it's not, certainly not his strength. Not his strength. But when you can play twenty minutes and get a zero in rebounding, that'll get your attention. Correct, right? And uh, they, the, 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 the team USA was out rebounded um, in the first quarter alone by eleven by Montenegro, and you can't keep Montenegro off the boards. You just try to no, you're just trying to try to, to limit, the, da- yes. limit the damage. Yes, of course. Uh, and uh, in the end. Uh, 48-31 was the rebounding advantage for Montenegro, but the U.S. did prevail 85-73. to So uh, that, that's a good thing, good thing for, the, for, our, for our country. I'll uh, we'll talk to Chris about that. But what I'm really excited about is every single fall, since we began as a team here, Jeffrey, uh-huh. It really works out perfectly as a team, because it requires really no effort from me whatsoever, here comes the money, no responsibility here money talk, talk. I here comes just get money. to critique. <laughs> all I have to do is walk in here well, I got to go to the bank and I go in because I want to make sure that I guess get. Crisp one hundred dollar bills, and you
2: never know if you go to the machine, it'll spit them out. But yeah, you've got a good chance of getting crisp ones, with, but it's, it's not, not a guarantee. Always. Yeah, no. And, and it's if you hard get get... to get the bank. You can
3: get the crisp. And, ones. and it's hard to get ten out of an ATM anyway. It's fair point. So I got to walk in, and I and I say, listen. And by now they recognize that I'm coming. Yeah, in Late August. It's That time of year. It's that time of year. And they say they have them usually set aside the crispest. And I get 10 crisp $100 bills from the bank. And then I come in. And on the first Friday before the real football college football season begins, I hand them over to Jeffrey. I count them out. We've done this transaction already. And uh, I, I put the 10 crisp $100 bills in his palm. And I say, go forth and invest. And this has been... My surest investment strategy, Mm -hmm. as I build towards uh, retirement sometime in the future, the real core of my strategy... Yeah,
2: you've spat in the face of the S&P 500. ...has
3: been Jeffrey's Mm bets. Some people have Apple, that's fine. Correct. Other people uh, have Jeffrey's Mm bets. And it has worked every single year until last year, when it did not. When I did not get back, my 10 slightly... A uh, battered, uh, one hundred dollar bills at that point. Normally, I get back the ten. They're looking as good as ever, barely used, they are barely stressed. Plus a whole pile of one hundred dollar bills. That's good point. This time, uh, I did not get all 100 hundred dollar bills back. I will tell you that. And so it is the revenge tour. Yes, it is. Uh, for Jeffrey's best. These boots so, are made for
2: walking. Uh, what's
3: the? Are you, are you still cooking up the slate? or we? We is it? Is it? Are we in? We are not finalized. No.
2: But, I mean, how exciting is that? The fact that, like, I'm still in the lab. We're still
3: still working on it. Still in the lab. So we'll do that in the second hour. Make sure you have your pens out uh, to write down Jeffrey's bets. So that's a lineup. Jason Smith, then Chris Harrington, then Jeffrey's bets. We do have news about college football realignment and all of that. We have last night's games. We will get to all that. Uh, First, I did get up. I set my alarm who knows? You might have been up. Were you and Josephine Absolutely up? not. <laughs> you and Josephine could have 0% been up. Zero percent chance. I, I meant you could have been up yeah, yeah, I know, you, you, yes. yes, of course. But no. No. Okay, was your wife up? Was Aaliyah up at 3.15 in the morning she when I She was, up?
2: but I do not think she was checking in on Team USA. Right. Well, I was up at 3.15 uh, to go
3: down to uh, the uh, the Finish Eliza's, Finish Eliza's Run event. Um, down there at Central and Belvedere. So I did. I set my alarm for 3.15 and hauled myself out of bed and went down to the event. And you can look on my Twitter feed, now known as X, although on my phone, still have a Twitter icon. Um, it's just a, a fabulous Memphis event. It's It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, but to see, I don't know how many people were there, like a uh, 1,000, 800. Um, it was a big crowd coming out of the darkness at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I, I had someone, a couple things. Someone tweeted at me, uh, I hope the same energy is poured into stopping the violence in Memphis. I'm like, that's kind of the point here. You know, no, no, no one thinks that a run is gonna, but the point is to stand up against fear, violence, et cetera, in Memphis, in the memory of someone who thought enough of Memphis that she could have lived anywhere in the world. And she moved back here and believed in the place and, um. And so honestly it was it was 85% women uh out there and it was just incredibly beautiful. I um it really was. <clears throat> it was a great way to start 901 day. Um someone else pointed out on Twitter it's too bad it was uh largely white. And um it it was predominantly white runners the running community is predominantly white in town. You know, I've been out, I I went out to the Tyree Nichols protests and those were predominantly black, but not all. And this was predominantly white, but not all. Honestly, it was, but it was predominantly was women. Um, and, um, I just, I'm just impressed by people who stand up for something, you know, uh, In both instances, in both of those instances. And in the end it's nine oh one day. And here's the truth. Memphis isn't that special either way. Memphis isn't that special either way. It's not specially bad. It's not specially great. It's a collection of people and we're only as good as the people. And in when there are bad things happening, what you need is, is good people pulling the other way. And there's a lot of those people in Memphis. And um, and I saw a lot of them this morning. I also um, Liza's family was out there, and that was obviously emotional as well. Uh, but it was just a sweet, sweet scene as people uh, ran, walked, held candles, etc, and got 901 day off to uh, what seemed to me to be an appropriate start. So I hope your 901 day um, goes well, however you choose to celebrate. Before we get to the games, Jeffrey, last night, uh, in particular, we did have the news this morning that Cal, Stanford, and SMU, as expected, are headed to the ACC. A- the ACC is now a worse in both basketball and football than it was before the vote. Is that not true? I think that's fair, yes. Which is pretty remarkable, isn't it? I mean you 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 it's also not necessarily a permanent condition. Yeah, Stanford I d- once upon a time would have improved this the, the ACC as a football as a football.
2: And it t- once upon a time would have improved it as a basketball. And it league. would have yeah. once
3: upon a time would have improved it as a basketball league. But right now it's worse in in basketball and in football. They are Stanford and Cal are two of the great universities um in this country and you can understand why places like UNC and Duke and of course UNC was one of the ones that voted against originally um, but anyway that has happened and uh, and SMU is headed off which stings for uh, Memphis, I think um, and yet then you hear they decided to forego seven years of television payments and it's y- you now understand why um, your thoughts Jeffrey
2: I think like you're correct in the sense that if you take this, as one decision, you're like, well, this doesn't make a lot of sense. But in a weird way, it makes sense because it feels like college realignment in general hasn't just made sense. So it's like, what's the most nonsensical thing? Well, that's what right. they're going to do. Well, and
3: they're clearly bolstering themselves for the future, right? I mean, they're, 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 they're like a bear that's at, at eating berries because they know the lean years are coming. And so if Florida state and Clemson, and whatever, peel off, you yeah. have a few more, you have a few more hanging around.
2: Yeah, I view it more like you're a wounded animal, and so you're trying to go and, like, hide amongst other animals <laughs> so that maybe the lion will see you last, like you can you can escape. Um, I don't really know what the strategy was. Like, it, it seems to me— Well, I mean, there is more money.
3: There's, like, literally from a cash perspective, they're getting more money for ESPN— to divide up amongst themselves.
2: Yeah, it seems to me that the what what happened was ESPN looked at their inventory and recognized, well, we don't have we don't have the West Coast now. Like at this point, they have the Big 12 contract which would give them I think Utah, like BYU Utah is as far west as they would go. So I think they wanted that fourth time zone and so they're willing to say, "All right, we'll 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 get a favorable deal." In much the same way that Fox said we'll get a favorable deal with Oregon and with uh, Washington, we'll get a favorable deal because Stanford and Cal are going to take a reduced share. SMU is going to take no money, so we'll throw you a little money so that we can we can have like Florida State and Clemson going and playing right. on the West Coast. You know,
3: it was uh, it was jarring, and I felt sad last night watching that Utah-Florida game, to see all the Pac-12 ads. Wasn't it like, I, I guess it, you could have said it was humorous, but I didn't think it was humorous. I thought it was pathetic. But it, here's the thing. Yeah, depressing was what kind of what I depressing. thought. It was depressing. Nobody, when do we ever do something as a country? And we make mistakes as a country, right? Sure. But when do we do something as a country that nobody likes? Right, like we do things as a country that half the country doesn't like, and in fact, anything we do as a country, half the country doesn't like. Yeah, usually like, right? it's divided. Right, whatever. But yeah, but like n- nobody likes this. Correct. Even the schools that are moving yes. don't like it. This like nobody likes this, and we're doing it anyway. It's just sad. I'm. I. I was. I was saddened to see all those, all those commercials last night. Um. In terms of the University of Memphis, Jeffrey, I think there are two questions. One is, uh, who does who is now added to the uh, American Athletic Conference? Yes. The nice thing about the American Athletic Conference, at least for now, the name is big enough to hold Correct. whatever you if want. If you want to go to right? see the shining sea, no right. one's right. going to no, sit no there and go, like, you really? You can't laugh. You can't, like, the ACC is the Atlantic Coast Conference. Mm-hmm. Ha, those are Pacific Coast schools. With a big name like American, you know, unless you're entering, you know, unless you're taking in someone from Mexico City, you kind of got, and even then, you can stretch it, you know. Right, because it's North America. It's North yes. America, so it still works. Let's not leave Canada so out of So unless you want the Finnish football team, you're probably okay. Um, so one is, who are they going to add? But then the second question, and let's take them in reverse order. I think if you are Memphis, and you're still, as they evidently are, thinking of how do we get to a better conference. Sure. At least they pretend to be thinking that or whatever. That's what the press conference was about earlier this week, at least in part. It's partly what their campaign for the new stadium is about. We need this to get into a better conference, even though there really isn't right now some target better conference. I still think the target better conference, if, you, if you're the most likely to be the, the target, is the ACC remnants after it collapses. Yes. Right after Florida State, Clemson, whatever, both the remnants. That's your that's your new target. That's the new Big Twelve. Do you think the fact that it's added, whether we know this for certain or not, we know that Stanford. We believe that Stanford wasn't you know didn't aching to be in a conference with Memphis. They're very different Mm -hmm. type of academic institutions. So do we think that there's a an ACC with, or the remnants will, might well include Stanford, yes. Cal, I think it's safe
2: to say whatever the Duke, remnants of the ACC. The- they
3: will include Stanford. They're not going to be yes. snapped up among the first draft picks. So right. Stanford, Cal, Duke, there are others. But does that hurt Memphis' chances of being snapped up with the remnants given the academic prestige of some of the remnants? I think and so. biases and snobbery of some of the
2: remnants. I think so. It is fair though to point out part of these decisions that we're saying like these nonsensical decisions, they're the result of panic. And so, what do people do when they panic? So, perhaps that it, it may not factor. But I do not think that this was a good thing. I think if you were a Memphis fan, you should have been rooting for them not to like not to do this.
3: I think so too. Because I think it makes the ACC more of a, okay, we're going to be an elite niche, yep. private school kind of place where people like SMU, Duke, Cal, and Stanford hang out and Wake Forest and who else are going to be the remnants. Now, there's some that don't fit, Louisville, right? Sure. That don't fit the profile. But um, I don't think it helps Memphis join the remnants ultimately. Um in terms of who if you are the AAC who you might be after who would you as commissioner target at this point so app state
2: yesterday coastal carolina yesterday the rumors were army right which i it makes sense but at the same time like they don't compete in all sports it's a there well yeah i think it would be football only um to me the problem is when you go after these sunbelt schools if you're if you're someone in the sunbelt i wonder do you not take stock of hey we've like we've had a strategy throughout all of this when everyone else has been going kind of bananas we've had a strategy in which let's find like-minded universities that have rivalries and that are geographically like somewhat make sense yes you can make the argument about the appalachians but there's two clear divisions in the Sun Belt that make sense, right. logically. And are you sitting there going, like, hey, we've done a really good job of, like, bolstering our profile, improving. Are we just going to go – The conference clearly says that, but do the individual schools say, That's are we going to throw that away? I mean, I think the real – Let's co-
3: assume you can
2: get whoever you want. Who would you like? I mean, I think you take the best programs. So, okay, yeah, like, let's, let's take App State. Let's-
3: App State and Coastal Carolina would be two of the – at the top, right? Yeah, I mean, are James you Madison? and then maybe you want James Madison?
2: Well, I mean, the real question for me is like, do you go like to Louisiana? Like, do you take like Lafayette? Do you take? I I don't. You know what I mean? Like, right. and at a certain point, are you just adding schools it's, it's, to add it's schools? So freaking
3: depressing. Memphis used to even as an independent. You know, they used to play Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Arkansas. And yeah, whatever else, and then. And then, then when they went into a conference, and they played Cincinnati and Houston and Louisville, and and now it just it just keeps getting ratcheted down, ratcheted down, ratcheted down. They, uh, the ACC did not choose nine hundred one. So uh, there you go. That was that update. So Jeffrey, in terms of the games last night, um, are you ready to fire Billy Napier now? So. I've and by yeah, the way, you did. I'm glad you got this have, out of your system. Yeah. Two things yesterday. Yesterday you said you, you acknowledged that mm-hmm. you weren't taking into account altitude. altitude, yes, but that you thought Florida does what Utah wants to do better, and Correct. so your inclination would have been—you didn't bet on it. Your inclination, at least, it wasn't included. No, it's in not. Official, no. Your inclination was to take Florida, and then Florida comes out and. I'm not sure that if you line up talent for talent, they're not the better team, but they did or as good a team. But when you send out two players wearing the same damn number on yep. a punt return, when, when, when you uh, – Which team looks se- better coached to you? When you commit nine penalties, uh, when when you are in the red zone trailing seven to three, you're in the red zone. It's third down, trailing seven to three. You get a delay of game penalty. Yep. Then you follow that on fourth and one with a false start. Then you follow that with a missed thirty-one yard field goal. That's some inept stuff, man. That's some high end ineptitude.
2: No, there is an element for me of when Nate, when when the entire like coaching carousel seemed to be waiting on Billy Napier two years ago. Uh huh. I did ask myself like. What are we doing here? Like, yes, this guy built a, a power at Lafayette. When it, when has it been a guarantee that if you dominate the Sun Belt, you're going to dominate the SEC? But what I think you're really seeing is really what I thought last night came down to. It's like Graham Mertz is still Graham Mertz because you look he at – You put up a bunch of yards once they were down yes. – you know, when, when, when they got down like twenty four to three once and, they were down twenty four to three playing then he, coverage.
3: Then he said then he threw a yes, then he then he dinked and dunked his way to a all time high
2: in yardage, three hundred and thirty-three yards. But before that
3: they were one of thirteen on third down.
2: Bingo. Every time you needed him to make a throw to keep a drive alive or like like I think back like on the second possession, he has a guy wide open over the middle of the field and just completely misses the throw. Then, Shouldn't he still be better than Bryson Barnes, though, and Nate Johnson? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, like,
3: you're jerry-rigging
2: a uh, situation. I didn't feel like, they were, they,
3: didn't didn't feel like they were
2: good either. Like, to me, the, the quintessential, you knew how this game was going to go. Florida goes three and out on the first possession. Right. And then Utah tries to run, you know, a play-action, just shot play. And Florida has two defenders sitting there tracking the ball, waiting to pick it off. And a receiver kind of run runs in between them, catches it, and it's a touchdown. Like that was a pure luck play. But it, at the same time, it's like, what is what is when bad what, luck keeps
3: keeps going yeah, against like, you? They've got a four game losing streak, and in those four games, they have lost to Vanderbilt. They've gotten their yes. ass kicked by Oregon State, thirty to three, and now they've got really embarrassed last night. That was an embarrassing performance by. They far. looked inept.
2: They looked inept. Yes. Like they looked like they couldn't get lined up, and you can make the argument like, all right, well they have, they are they are young, but I don't know, like some of the stuff that they were doing just made you feel like they're, did they even practice? Like that was kind of what I was thinking. It's like, no,
3: well, it's like the, in order to be as bad as they were, it's like they had to practice false starts, exactly, and like, I, illegal lining up illegally. Did they not think that like they were going to like insanity? Did they think
2: that this game was going to like not have crowd noise?
3: 13 rushes 21 yards that's 0. 0.6 yards a rush not a lot of yards not a lot of attempts either there of course they were so far down. they were behind the whole they time they
2: were behind the whole time so but it's like you know they average 5.3 yards per play Utah only averages 5. no no 1. Utah was, didn't do anything much no but i think i think what the lesson for Utah was in like where i tip my captain have them, to do anything much at no point did Utah try to like Utah Utah's like we've got the lead we're going to play with it we're comfortable and they, they did not do anything to jeopardize the game. Uh, so
3: uh, Utah wins, Florida loses, and the other big game of the night also had the league lead. Didn't do anything to jeopardize it. Well, okay, until the end, <laughs> Nebraska. Uh, oh, ne- boy. Nebraska gives up a touchdown pass with 2.32 left. That followed a fumble. Yes. That was a fumble, and so Minnesota got the ball on their own 47, which led to that tiptoe touchdown catch. Daniel Jackson touched out t- to tie it. And then a pick gave Minnesota the ball on its own 49. Uh, Jeff Sims' uh, transfer from Georgia Tech yep. didn't work out that well there either. Uh, that then Minnesota goes down and kicks a 47-yard field goal and wins. Minnesota has beaten Nebraska five straight in football, times. in football, I don't know the volleyball. They'll always have volleyball. Nebraska will always have volleyball. Once again, though, it is amazing how it works. Um, four turnovers, seven penalties.
2: I was going to say, sometimes, Jeff, you don't even really need to like go deep into the analysis. You just need to go, what was the turnover margin? Right,
3: four when, freaking turnovers. When you lose the turnover penalties.
2: margin by three, by three, I think about eighty-five percent of the time you're going to lose the game, and. It wasn't even just the turnovers. It was like they. It was almost like Nebraska said, "When can we have the most right? No, 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 the, turnover. Yeah, right at the, yes. the most. Like what will crush our soul? <laughs> when can we turn it over? Let's do that." I hate to laugh because these are two. Let's be
3: honest; those are two fan bases. Once proud,
2: I'd say Florida once obnoxious. Yeah, right? I've always that, I've contended though Florida does not get. Florida does not – like, we point the finger at insane fan bases. Yeah. We somehow always gloss over Florida. Florida is, oh, like, no, they're, they're,
3: a legitimately they're, they're, and, and insane were, fan like, base. I think if Tennessee – I think Tennessee fans are, are well justified mm-hmm. to be enjoying every minute of Florida's misery here. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, every minute of it. And Florida would laugh at Tennessee yes. once upon a time.
2: Well, who's laughing now? Correct, <laughs> right? Well, so, it's, it's it's the classic like when you're on top, you never you never fathom what it would be like if you if the back. roles were reversed. Yes.
3: Now you got Spurrier, you got Werfel, and you're uh, wide open receivers running out <laughs> running through the secondary, and you're never it's never exactly. going to come back to bite you in the ass. Yes. And uh, but there are two two uh, now once proud fan bases who didn't get their
2: seasons off to uh, a great start. Well, I mean, if Last you're night. if you're Florida now, I mean, I everyone keeps doing the whole. There's no way they're firing Napier unless there's scandal or unless like it bottoms out, like they quit on him. Yeah, I never believe that. I do not believe <laughs> that at all.
3: <laughs> I don't believe that. It matters too. That's because we haven't it's seen like, kickoff yet. Um, so uh, and people just get so enraged. Exactly. Football brain kicks in. Football, <laughs> they just get enraged, and so I don't. Yes, I don't believe that at all. Uh, again, we got uh, Jason Smith. Um, coming up next, then Chris Harrington, and then Jeffrey's bets where he's going to make me lots of money on 901 Day. Oh, we did have, uh, Jeffrey, this offering from – you'll know I didn't come up with this myself.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: 901 is not a prime number. I, I'm not big on – I I gather – I I'm vaguely con- – So 901 is not a prime number. So 901 is, okay. is not yeah. a prime number. Uh, a prime number of course for those uh, scoring at home can only be
2: divided by itself
3: yeah is is not divisible by anything um, it's just divi- it only can only mm-hmm. be divided by itself um, this is this is a fish, this is an original fish on Friday contribution by the way <clears throat> but it is a semi prime number mm. and a semi prime number is a number that can only be divisible there's only one combination of numbers that can be multiplied to get you to 901. And both of those numbers themselves are, of course, prime numbers, or else there would be more combinations available, right? And so 901 is a semi-prime number, and the two numbers that you have to multiply to get to 901, 53, prime number, and 17, prime number, (laughs)
2: that gets you to... That's like gambling math numbers. That gets over.
3: That gets you to nine oh one. I I went to Bounty on Broad, uh, not last night but the night before because I knew they had an executive, a new executive chef, and um, and uh, and I want to try the stuff out on the menu. Yeah, you know it'd been a while. Like I I and I have to say I'll tell you more about the menu, but if you go this weekend, the pork belly confit is extraordinary. It's just fantastic. It's absolutely delicious. And I happened to mention it yesterday. It's a small plate. So if you go get the fried oysters, uh, and, and I'll tell you more about the new menu later, but the pork belly didn't used to be on the menu. And I mentioned it yesterday briefly. And, uh, and the new executive chef heard me and he wrote me and he told me more about it. Nate Oliva. I I think it's Oliva. Oliva? Uh, you are 100 correct uh, with your assertion that it's bacon sans the smoke and slicing. Here we go. Our belly is special because it's duroc. That's a kind of pig. Which is a domestic heritage Berkshire grade. We cure it, then cook cook it slowly submerged in its own clarified fat. That's delicious, ladies and gentlemen. Lastly, we flash it on a hot grill and add our garnish and sauce. It is absolutely spectacular so whatever you get at bounty uh get the pork belly because it is unbelievable so i'm going to tell you get the fried oysters still great get the pork belly from bounty on broad you go for brunch by the way it's got a beautiful brunch uh there um uh right there on broad avenue call um or uh or just stop on in we sat upstairs. The bar's as beautiful as ever. Uh, it is Bounty on Broad, 2519 Broad Avenue. We're going to take a break, come back, talk to Jason Smith. We'll do that next. Jeff Gawkins, show 929 FM
2: ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. I'm Ryan Horvath with BetQL. When taking a look at totals for college football this weekend, look at the Buffalo-Wisconsin under. The total is around 55. Wisconsin's changed their offense. They're going to run more air raid with new starting quarterback Tanner Mordecai, but they still have a strong offensive line, running back Braylon Allen as well as running back Chaz Malusi, and a defense that brings back eight starters for first-year head coach Luke Fickle. I'm Ryan Horvath. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL. And download the BetMGM app today. You've
0: been putting back a few. Drive sober or get pulled over. Need a place to watch a big game? Check out Rocky's East Memphis, located at 4694 Spotswood Avenue. Drinks, games, food, and the best staff. Rocky's East Memphis wants you to cheer on the Memphis Grizzlies with them. And while you're at it, play a few games of pool while you're there. Bring your friends and stay for a while. Follow Rocky's social media to keep up with food and drink specials. Rocky's East Memphis. Go Grizzlies, go!
1: Everything that you would ever seen with Miranda Lambert on, I have my finger on pulse of what it is. Idlewind, I've seen every article of clothing, I've spent hours and hours sending inspirations, I've sent clothes that I love, and fabrics, and I'm involved in every single garment that you see. It's important to me that it is an extension of my music, and it's an extension of who I am. I always want it to stay as honest as my music. Idlewind at Boot Barn.
3: Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at
1: the end of your first year, which means... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back?
0: Yeah, that's what the script says.
1: So if I get a Discover card right now,
2: I can earn twice the cash back.
0: Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Don't wait to shop Labor Day savings at Lowe's. For a limited time, buy one, get one 50% off on select interior and exterior paints and exterior stains via Lowe's gift card rebate. And the savings don't stop there. Take the kitchen outdoors with grills starting at just $65. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Valid through 9-6. More terms and restrictions apply. See Lowe's.com slash rebates for details while supplies last. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want every year or every two you decide at t-mobile you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade all on america's largest 5g network visit t-mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com.
2: When it comes to home comfort, there's only one name you need to remember. That's Landmark Heating and Air Conditioning. Still family-owned and operated, we've been keeping you comfortable with superior service and exceptional products for over 50 years. Whether it's routine maintenance, emergency service, or a complete new system, our trained, professional, and friendly staff is always ready to assist you. For all your home comfort needs, we are the comfort company you can trust. Call us today at 365-4260 or visit us at landmarkheatingandair.com.
0: You guys have been asking for so long, when is it coming? When can we get Topps Barbecue Mac and Cheese? The news is here. You can get it
1: at Tops Barbecue. Now, working on the perfect mac and cheese for that long, they finally perfected it over at Tops Barbecue. It's the perfect blend of real cheese, fresh whole milk, and tender macaroni noodles. None of that powdered stuff here. Don't tell her, but it's better than your mama's mm. mac and cheese. Stop by any of the 17 Memphis area Tops Barbecue locations, soon to be 18, and try the mac and cheese. You're going to love it.
0: I feel bad for the Johnson kids next door. Their parents just use their phone for home internet. So when everyone's online, it could be mad slow. Tom can barely play a full round of Horse Commander 3. Luckily, we get fast and reliable internet from Xfinity, so I can game while everyone's on with basically no interruptions. Hey Jess, can I uh, borrow some eggs? You want a game here? Please. Now through September 21st, get 75 megabit internet
2: on the Xfinity 10G network for $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. And ask about how you can get one free line of unlimited mobile when you upgrade to 400 megabit internet. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. XFINITY Mobile requires XFINITY Internet. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary.
0: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why
1: you did.
2: Hey everybody, this is Andrew Filipponi here bringing you the parlay of the day, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. College football goes on all Labor Day weekend, so let's get a winning parlay for Sunday and Monday. Northwestern had a tumultuous offseason, that's why the Wildcats are a six and a half point underdog against Rutgers, but I'm going to take them. It's likely to be the lowest scoring game of the entire weekend. The only top 25 matchup of the week is LSU versus Florida State. Year two of Brian Kelly and Baton Rouge are the quarterback that can win the Player of the Year award. Take LSU minus two and a half. And I expect Duke to give Clemson all it can handle Monday night. It's a lot of points, and Duke has a legit NFL prospect at quarterback. This three-team parlay, Northwestern, LSU, Duke, pays plus 587. That's it for the parlay of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today and make every moment more with America's number one sportsbook.
1: 21 plus in President Tennessee. Bonus issued is non drawable bonus best that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call TN Redline. one 800
0: 889
3: Now by Jason Smith, Jason John, every single day from 11 until 2. I'm going to have a listener. And as I was been listening over the last couple days, I've been absorbing Jason's enthusiasm for the opening of uh, the new and improved Tom Lee Park. And I have to say, Jason, I, I don't know that I was kind of like, it-, it struck me. I did not think you would be packing up everybody to be among the first down there to see this grand opening uh, tomorrow. But sure enough, uh, you're headed down there. When, do you, when did you find yourself becoming enthusiastic about it? And what, what explains your enthusiasm? Which, by the way, I fundamentally share.
1: Um, well, listen, a little bit, little bit of a... Uh, here's what's going to happen Saturday morning. My, my son's got a basketball game okay. down at Immaculate Conception uh, in a league run by the great Frank Harris yep. about 10, 10.45. And so because we're already going to be in Midtown anyway and because I've read up, you know, on 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 this park that apparently, you know, has got rooms. That's the thing I'm fascinated by. Each park each part of the park is apparently its own sort of room and each room sort of plays a a a, a, a piece of the puzzle. I mean, there's obviously the uh, you know, what I want to take my son to is is the the canopy, the sunset canopy, I think it's called. Right. That yep. part is dedicated to Tyree Nichols. 100%. And for me, and we talked about this back in January, you know, my, my, th- there were so many talks with my son about police and about, uh, uh, um, you know, the way that, that some black people are treated by police and others. There were so many of those talks. You and I discussed them. We all discussed them through that time of January. And I want him to see. Uh, what this I want to see. I'm curious to see what this looks like. And so from, from the standpoint of just, you know, it's a what it's a New York based firm scape or whatever it is, and the woman that's behind that is like one of Times most influential people right. for, for uh you know, she's she's behind this. And so that that newness, that twenty first century look, that newness in Memphis I'm eager to see but but also maybe, you know, some poignant moments where, um, you know, I, I want it for my son and and, and to see that you know, Memphis isn't just this this bad place that you you see on the news all the time. So that's that's sort of what it, what it, what we're doing.
3: One of my friend Scott Morris, went down there. Uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago, and just yeah. got the tour. Just and didn't expect anything. You know, like he just didn't. He, he thought he was going to see a park. Sure. And and he came away saying <clears throat> it felt like, in particular, um, the area that you're talking about, which you know, there, there's Tom Lee, by the way. A black mm-hmm. man who who was saving strangers out of the Mississippi River like that's yep. you know you know, and he said it's it it came he came away again he didn't know what to expect he came away thinking this is a sacred space that that was the way he's, he came away talking about it that it's a sacred space and
1: more than a park yeah, yeah. that's what I'm hoping for you know uh, a, a, a a place where you can go down there and, and it's more than just you know, walking around and taking pictures and having a place in Memphis. You know, we, we've got we've got that in Shelby Farms, and that place is packed and everything else. But but it it is it, more historical. I'm I'm hoping now that feeling that you're down there, like this is an important place uh, in Memphis. And so uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting right. too much, but I got I got real hype. You know, reading about it, and, and I'm eager to get down there Saturday morning.
3: Penny is down there today, opening up the basketball court. By the way, uh, yeah, man, and yeah. Uh, so that that's cool too. Be, I'm anxious yeah. to see and, it, I, and, and, yeah. and
1: Jeff too. A part of it, and not to interrupt you, but part of it is too this whole, you know. And, and I know, you know, you know, John was, you know, playing around a little bit. I, I'll get down there when when it clears out or whatever else. He sort of talking about, you know, the early rush or whatever. But right now, downtown's not a place where we're talking about in terms of what's happened down there lately. Where we're talking about getting to everybody's talking about getting away, and and I don't know, man. Maybe Jeff in those in those moments because. I've discussed with you, man. I have I've talked to people that have been here for a long time talking about man this city's gotten to a place now uh, and these are lifelong Memphians that have loved this city sport. This city. they're they're getting a place now where they're questioning, you know, whether or not they want their kids to grow up here anymore. And and I understand that and I guess at times I've questioned it. You know, think of it you think about the traffic fatalities in Memphis and you think about putting your kid on the road. That's scary, right? I mean if the, if those numbers stay where they are, hell you can just drive on two forty right now, it's scary. But typically in these moments where we're questioning Right, uh, uh, our city—it's—it's it's goodness and all that. I like—I try—I like to try to flow the other way, man. You know, and, and maybe you know, getting downtown tomorrow for me is a is a part of that. And so, you know, whether it's a, a Corvette uh, a convention down on Beale Street or, or uh, the African April Festival that we have—that's so beautiful every year. You know, I, I love to get my kid down there. It's it's, it's really for and, and let him see the you know the good of the city. I'm hoping tomorrow going to be you know I'll go along those lines.
3: Yeah, the downtown thing is interesting because you you could it make it out. You could right make now. an argument that, uh oh boy, how's it how's it going to flourish when a, no one wants to go downtown? But no one is, wants to go right but now. But this, right? this is not this is not the first time that people have abandoned downtown. Like they Correct. certainly did before, and it's not the first time that we needed things to bring people back. People talk about how the Peabody and the Rendezvous first were, you know, basically the only thing that were open down there at one point, and then. AutoZone Park. Why are you putting it downtown? Nobody comes downtown. FedEx Forum. It's going to be, you know, and all these things sort of we had this moment where downtown well, downtown was feeling like it was revitalized. Yep. And so maybe you need another thing to remind people to come downtown. The, the difference right now, honestly, it, it 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 there's just so damn many guns, you know? That's what it feels like. Like the the, yeah. the problem is you've all you've taken hopelessness and poverty that have existed for way too long in this city, but then you just add more guns to the mix and it scares the hell out of people. I'm with you though. I hope that this, this helps to spark a reinterest and, 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 and bringing folks downtown. And I was glad to hear it because so many people, that's the other thing. We pick sides in everything. And so many people have already decided they're going to hate the place. because.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, it never meant anything to me, and no interest in going down there. But more so, it's just in vogue right now to say, you know, I don't want anything to do with downtown. So I'm, we're, we're, right. you and I, Jeff, at least, will go down we're on there. On the same and, page. And, Good. Yeah, we're on the same page.
3: So when you uh, read read this morning or saw this morning that uh, SMU, Cal, and Stanford, but in particular SMU, are headed to the ACC, we kind of knew it was coming. But when it when it hit. Uh, as a proud graduate of the University of Memphis, and someone who wants good for the University of Memphis, was it did it was it did it cause pain
1: in your heart? Yeah, you said the right. It stings. It hurts. I told my own Twitter. It hurts. I mean, but but obviously, you know, in the last couple of days, we we knew had a pretty good idea this was coming. I guess you know, first things which vote flipped, read that it's the NC State chancellor that flipped. Second thing is it's gone from you know you keep reading down, it's gone from seven years that SMU is not going to take a payout to nine. And it's seven years that I think Stanford and Cal will take 30% of what's now the whole share, which is between, what, 50 and 60, something like between 50 and 60 million. So we're not talking about SMU, you know, that, that buying its way in. Now you're talking about nine years. And I know there was that, that initial, my partner even asked, him, well, why couldn't Memphis do that? Can you think of, you know, what, where are where the, the our, where, where the money people would be after nine years? Of not taking a payout in Memphis. It's just, it was another level in terms of what SMU can afford and what you can't. And it's another stark reminder that you're not like them and that they're not, as I say, you that know, they're not checking for you. Uh, and so, again, as it applies back to Memphis, Jeff, it's, it's, it's sort of what you and Jeffrey just did. Okay, well, where's the next even possible road? Is it the ACC down the line? Because Florida State's not going to be ultimately happy with the 50 to 60. I mean, they're they're still not happy now. They were one of the votes against. Uh, is that the best route after the ACC openly gets poached and maybe the SEC doors open, take Florida State and we, we restart this again? Maybe so. Um, you know, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, can Memphis basketball move on its own somewhere? I, I don't. I, I haven't even. You know what that would mean for the rest of the department, the rest of the program. I, know. I just know Memphis basketball fit nice the Big East, but I, I sure as hell don't know what would happen with the rest of it. I just that that's what you're left doing is you're left grasping for straws, man. And so it is. Ultimately, it leads us all back to the point where we've been, and how, how, how unfortunate and just feels like a uh, hopeless almost. This is for uh, for Memphis right now that you're stuck grasping for straws.
3: I got a. Uh during this, literally during the show, I got a, uh, a email or I guess it was a Facebook message. It said this, it says, uh, I have a question. Uh, and if you not want put in the paper, then you can call me if you like, you've always been nice enough to let me know uh, what I'm asking. And here's today's question. What is the real reason Memphis can't get into a meaningful football conference? Did we burn bridges back in the day or something? I'm curious. Thanks for the input. There is no real reason, right? There's no real, you know, there's we no draw, one we real the reason. Early.
1: I mean, right. that's that's the, you know, if you want to go to the roots of it. I think
3: that's it. It's, Ignored it's football for the yeah. longest time. Didn't 100%. invest in football for the longest time.
1: Yep. And and it's 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 not something you can go back and change and it's put you so far behind, right? That there it feels like there's no catching up at this point no matter how good, no matter how good those 5 years were. Uh no matter how you know great they talked about us on game day, no matter how much we know, you know we've seen the investment level we, we saw that number uh from two thousand five to twenty two um, we don't look like them jeff they don't they don't want us and and you've written about that and it's not the sole reason um but they there it is it is it is certainly one of them but it, it it ultimately it is the work we did not do uh decades ago uh that have got us in the position we're in
3: uh Bethune Cookman is not going to set the hearts to racing, and I don't normally like to think. I don't normally like to. Ju- Here's the question: What mm-hmm. kind of crowd do you want Saturday night?
1: It'd be nice if you had you know twenty plus. I don't know if you're going to get that. I wonder. I wonder. You know, and, and I'm not speaking obviously to the eleven five that have bought season tickets. And frankly, I applaud those folks. You know, that are all in. You see them on Twitter. They're a vocal bunch. There's a, I don't care who we're opening up against. If you're a real Tiger, you'll be down here. I I, I appreciate it. You know, this program needs more fans like that. Um, I just I, I just wonder, Jeff, if it's going to be for the majority of folks to wait and see, take care of Bethune, Cookman, go on the road, beat Arkansas State, and then maybe for that Navy game back home, we're talking a larger crowd. Um, That's it. No, I'm, I'm hopeful. Maybe they do. I, I like you know, Giannato mentioned that the announced, at least, and we know there's a difference between announced and the actual butts and seats. But the announced, at least, has been around that thirty thousand mark yeah, they're, they're, for they're, most of the it, years in the season opener. This is but cookman been though, and so I'm not. It'll gonna be up better here. than twenty. They will not announce in the team. They, they, uh, they, 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 they won't announce. going to be in the 20. twenty if there yeah. are twenty there, which is what where, kind of you know where I'm at with what right. you asked me. Uh, I'd be happy about that. But the point is, it, it, it's it's it's. It's probably a great thing for this team that you're opening up the way you are. Where, where, where throw the, set the right. crowd thing here early to the side. You've got three games really here to get to, to find out who should be one, two, three on these depth charts to get yourself uh, to find out if you're really going to be ex- as explosive as Ryan Silverfield says they're going to be. If it's going to be a throwback to the days where you know you'd see 50-yard plays and touchdowns, those kinds of things, it's perfect because these first three games give you give you the chance to do that. Right before what's the most important three-game stretch of your your season? So whether you know crowds or not, you take care of the business that you're supposed to in these first three, and those crowds can really build once you're you know once you're three and O, and you you know you're headed up to to Missouri before Boise State and and, Na- and Boise State in Tulane, so that that can come if Memphis takes care of business, and that's why I think you know it's probably fortunate uh, for Ryan Silfield and this team. With where they are, with what they're coming off of seven and six, that you've got a schedule like this where you can build to a point where hopefully you're 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 hitting on all cylinders for the important ones: uh, Missouri, Boise State, and Tulane. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Take care, brother.
3: Jason Smith, eleven to two Thursday day, along with John Martin. In terms of that question, it was like it was like what's the real reason? I think I mean there's so many reasons, um, but the, the the original sin was not an. Once upon a time, UCF didn't even have a football program. Like, you, you weren't competing against as nearly as many schools, and those schools hadn't become ambitious yet. I mean, the I don't school- think they
2: were even FBS until like 96, right. 97. So, like,
3: you didn't, you had a huge head start, and you were just content to have a crappy ass football program. You just were content to have a crappy football program. I mean, Rip shear would joke about this all the time that he would use a bulldozer that was parked uh, outside the, the football facility and show that to recruits as evidence of the construction that was on the way yeah. <laughs> that wasn't on the way. They would they were there were years they would go practice at MUS because the field was flooded. Yes, they'd get on buses and they'd go practice at MUS. It was totally neglected because everyone was just happy to be a basketball program and people weren't invested in football, and that's what mattered. And so then by the time it was, oh, damn, we got to do something about this. Like, if you walk over there now, they have a beautiful indoor practice facility, Tiger Lane's nice, still haven't built your own stadium, and even now you're counting on the city to improve, improve the Liberty Bowl. That, like, that's what you're doing. That's the plan is counting it, which, by the way, I think – is going to happen. I think they will get their money. I think it will work. Um, it will work to make a much nicer Liberty Bowl, but you're not you didn't do what what everybody else I mean, who got Louisville in
2: built the brand new stadium. What everybody and, yeah. else
3: who got in has done is build a brand new stadium or or, 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 redo, or so their, redo their like, old that's on, yes, like Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's redone, but correct. it's, it's total, a brand new stadium. it's a brand new stadium. Yes. yes. It's it's what they want FedEx Forum to be ultimately. It's a brand new stadium inside FedEx Forum. So, um And it's on campus, and it's like, you know. Uh, So Houston did it. Brand new stadium. UCF did it, and SMU did it, and Memphis hasn't done it. Yep. And then you throw in all the other stuff. It's not a really big city. It's not a really big market. Um, There's not a whole lot of money here. Um, There's not a whole lot of, you know. And the academics are improving, but were a were a negative, honestly, in terms yes. of the scoreboard for a long time. Um, they now point to NCAA stuff. Um, once you get into a beauty contest, because now everybody wants to make it, it, it it's much tougher because everyone wants to make it. Once upon a time, SMU wasn't saying, we'll, you know, forego TV money for seven years. There wasn't the sense of desperation by everybody else that you're competing against,
2: and... Uh, And here we are. I mean, essentially, SMU is going to pay like $500 million to go join the ACC. Right. Um, So there you have it, and that's why. And that's why we are where we are.